The Lord be with you. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome you all to this morning's service as we gather around God's holy word and receive the gift of his very body and blood in the Holy Communion. A few announcements for this morning. Sunday school and Bible class continue today at 9.30 a.m. Join us in the lounge for refreshments and then adults head off into the gym for a study entitled The St. Peter Option. Or this morning, um, Pastor Mech's office for the new member class entitled Catechesis for Life. Sunday school children, kindergarten through fifth grade, begin with an opening in the music room. Sixth through eighth graders meet in the school fifth grade classroom, and the high school Bible class meets in the school seventh grade classroom. Please join us in the study of God's holy word. The Love Comes Down Christmas tree has nine names available yet. Please pick up a name and make this child's Christmas bright with God's love at work and human care. This will be the last Sunday for that, too, so please check that out downstairs in the lounge. This week, Wednesday, we continue our midweek Advent services. Join us at either 8.30 a.m. or 6.30 p.m. for church. You're also invited to a, a light dinner prior to the evening service at 5.30 p.m. See you Wednesday. The best way to follow along is to place your uh, bulletin in the back of your hymnal. The panel serves as a guide. Simply go to the page indicated. Also, we would encourage you to take the green sheets home with you. They serve as a wonderful devotional guide during the week with reading suggestions, prayer requests, and also devotional thoughts during the week. That's it for our announcements. Please stand. The bells will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins, and cleanse us from all our righteousness. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, 
I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday in Advent is from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those that are with young. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is from 2 Peter, chapter 3. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of our God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to this promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness wells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish, and at peace. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord make his path straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Thank you. 
Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, research tells us that the human voice carries so much information about people's identities that one can recognize the voice of a friend or a loved one with just two words. This morning there's a similar voice recognition when it comes to John the Baptist. His voice is recognized by the mere prophecy attached to it. John the Baptist is the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now, I want you to think about the wilderness for a few moments. That's where he, his voice is heard. The wilderness or desert is perhaps one of the harshest places to be. I want you to think about that in terms of your lives when you're in the harshest place to be. We find that sometimes, don't we? That we're in harsh places where things don't go well for us. Now with regard to the desert or wilderness in the daytime, the heat can be unbearable. And then at night, the temperatures drop and the cold chills you to the bone. The desert doesn't care about who you are, what color your skin is, whether you're rich or poor, famous or unknown, popular or shunned, powerful or weak. Young or old, man or woman. It seeks to devour all who trespass its boundaries. To be sure, your possessions, which you hold so tightly, well, they don't help you there, but make your going more difficult if you try to take them along. The things that mean so much to us mean very little in the wilderness, in the desert. Its barrenness makes you realize that you're in trouble, that you lack what you need to survive. Are you still thinking about when things don't go well with you? I'm attaching this desert thing to that because that's what God does through his word. When you realize that you're in the desert, you're in the wasteland of a fallen world, and you're going to end up suffering and dying. Likewise, there are wild animals out there that that quite frankly seek to take your life. They want you gone. The Apostle Peter 
Well, he applies this to our spiritual lives, this, the wild animals wanting to get rid of us, to destroy us, when he says these words, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's what the evil one does, and the evil one is real. Now, John is the the voice of the one crying in the wilderness because, well, quite frankly, that's where he can get your attention. When things are going well, when you feel like nothing's going to stop me now, when you feel like uh, you're on top of the world, you don't listen very well. Nor do I. You You get caught up in the false narratives of a fallen world that that says you determine your own destiny, you determine who you are, you're God. Well, that narrative is false. And when you're thinking those things, it's tough to get your attention. So the voice comes crying, not when everything's going well, but you hear it when things are not going well at all. He does it there to get your attention. Someone once told me people, many people don't listen to you when you're preaching sermons at weddings. But everybody's listening at a funeral. I think that's true. What's the desert and wilderness like? Well, it's a place of death. It can be a place where the silence is deafening. where there's no TV or radio in the background, no children playing outside, or when you're facing the death of a loved one, when you're in that desert, no soothing sound of the breathing or the heartbeat of your loved one next to you. There is just Silence. Silence so deep, it closes in on you. Until you hear something. And what you hear out there in the desert is the inner voice of your conscience. And you know what it does? It testifies against you. It reminds you of those things in your your past that you tried so hard to hide. You thought they were gone, but now you hear about them again. It reminds you of your shortcomings and failures, missed opportunities and regrets, all the foolish and hurtful things that you have said and done. The would-haves, should-haves, and could-haves. You wish you could just shut it off, turn it off, 
you wish you could, but your accuser, the devil, he will not let you. That's what he wants you to hear. Over and over and over again, and that's what he wants you to hear about other people as well. Well, today you hear a different voice. Today you hear the voice of John the Baptist, a voice that silences your accuser, a voice that makes straight the path to hearing the Word of God. The grass withers, the flowers fall, and all of those silent, siren voices of a fallen world, and of your con- they're all going to be silenced. But the Word of God, the Word of our God, stands forever. John comes in the midst of this wilderness of sin, death, and the devil as the voice. The voice that breaks the silence and quiets your accuser. The voice that leads you into the water, the water of life, the water of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Repentance is a change of mind, a change of heart. It's a recognition that there's a different way. There's God's way in Christ. And that's the only way of life and peace. John's voice is not like the siren voices of a fallen world. He doesn't point you to yourself, to doing what you think, or what others of a fallen world think. He points you to Jesus. You see, in the desert, the only life is where the water is. Well, the only life for us in the wilderness of this fallen world is where Jesus is, with the water of his life. The life that he gives you is his. John's is the voice of preaching that says, quote, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. This is the only voice that directs you not to yourself. All the other ones do. The siren voices of a, a fallen world, they just say, try harder, work harder, do this, do that. That's what they all say. They all make you the subject of the verbs of your salvation. Only John, whose voice, voicing the Word of God, only John directs you not to self, but to God and to what God gives you in Christ. He's the voice that promised, quote, I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with a Holy Spirit. And he's done that, hasn't he? He's given you his spirit, his life, that conquers even death. For John, he came as a witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, we hear. 
He was not the light, but came to witness about the light. John comes to you, the voice that calls you to the water of life. And it's not where you might think it is. You're not going to die without your family. You're not going to die without your job. You're not going to die if you get a bad grade on a test. You die without Christ for eternity. First and foremost, you need him. He speaks the truth about your sins, and deep down, you know it, don't you? And so do I. He deals with the realities, not the false narratives. And he changes the realities through the reality of his suffering, death, and resurrection. The water of life is where our Savior, where he is. For Jesus stood in the water with us, didn't he? And he was baptized by John, but not for himself, but for you. You see, his baptism worked opposite of yours. His was for the taking in of the sin, of all that's wrong with the world, for every last human being, taking it into himself and burying it in his death, rising victorious over it in his resurrection. He did that for you. The voice of John came to testify about Jesus. And once, once Jesus speaks, well, John's voice goes away. His job is done. For the one who comes after him, Jesus, who speaks after him, is greater than he. John puts it this way, the strap of whose sandals he is unworthy to untie. He says, he must increase. I must decrease. St. Augustine once wrote, and I put it in your green sheet. He wrote, John is the voice, but the Lord is the beginning. The Lord in the beginning was the word. And John is a voice for a time. But Christ, well, he's the eternal word from the beginning. He's God. God who is here to save you. God who is here to be with you to save you. God set apart to take everything that's wrong with you and make things right. God who is your Savior. So the voice heard through John the Baptist, through the prophets before him, through the apostles and now those in apostolic ministry after him, it's really the voice of Jesus. It is his word that we hear. And you'll recognize it by looking in his word the word that stands forever, whether it's the word of God or not. The spirit at work through his word has given you this voice recognition 
given to you to know that God is here with you and for you to save you, that the evil one's been overcome, that he can't harm you anymore. He's with you here and for you. He's given you to know that. This is really good news, isn't it? Yes, it is. For as Jesus say, as Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Restore us, O God, let your face shine that we may be saved. As you led Joseph like a flock, so now by your Son lead us into straight paths. Bring us out of bondage of our sins and plant us securely in your eternal promises. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, you sent John the Baptist to herald the coming of the Messiah and proclaim a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. In these latter days, you send pastors to proclaim the same repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And through them, lead your people to trust in your salvation. Look with kindness upon all pastors, that they may be diligent and faithful heralds of your beloved Son. We thank you for the work of Pastor Mac and ask for your blessing on all church workers and their given vocations, as well as those preparing for church work, including Ruth, James, Luke, and Harvey. Lord, in your mercy. God of all comfort, your word alone endures forever. The nations of the world come and go before you. Even kings and rulers are like grass before your breath. Preserve us from placing our trust in princes and mortal men. Give us rulers who will rule after your good pleasure, keeping order and protecting all life, that we may live peaceably in godly quietness and honesty. Lord, in your mercy. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, to our prayers, especially for Carter and Owen, premature newborn twins of Trenton and Julia who are hospitalized, Andrew Voss recovering after a fall, Gary Lacey who will have double knee surgery, for Kim Rowe recovering from eye surgery, for the victims of war in the Middle East and Ukraine, Sharon recovering after brain surgery, Renee recovering after surgery, barred for continued management of his illness, for Charles, Carl, Emmy, Tim, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, and Mary, all in treatment for cancer, for Dorothy in hospice care, and for the family of Raymond Cyrus. Give healing, courage, and perseverance to all who cry to you, that they may find comfort in your enduring word and the certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life in Christ. We also give thanks this day for the blessings received by Sarah Vanderpie as she celebrates her birthday. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, as we in the church on earth wait for the coming of your Son, we remember all saints who have gone before us, including Harold and Frida Eisner, who now rest in your presence. Keep us safe in your arms until you gather your people together in the new heavens and the new earth in righteousness which dwells forever. Lord, in your mercy. Amen.
all these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. As we gather together the offering, we invite you to fill out the friendship register.
the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and calling sinners to repentance that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. 
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you've given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.